Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So I think this is shaping up to be a great episode. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. You guys, welcome on in to The Point with Kristen Burr, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. I am so excited to be here. You guys heard what I did there, so you think. If I was really clever, I would have done a good episode for Goodwin. However, <laughs> I do think she's great. So, introducing So You Think You Can Dance All-Star. You'll also remember her from season three, Jamie Goodwin. Hello. So excited you're here. I've been excited all week. I'm excited Seriously. too. Thank you for having me. We were trying to figure out when we saw each other last and it was at least two years because you didn't even know I was married. So Yeah. You know what? I actually think it was the finale of So You Think You Can Dance season 12. Wow. That's a while ago then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the last time I performed before my injury. Yep. And I'm sure I saw you at I'm the sure. Finale. And then, yeah. yeah, and Gabby lives in Chicago now. I know. Everything's changed. <laughs> she's been an all-star, and then she's already moved to Chicago. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. We're all growing up. I know we are. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm embarrassed. Like, I knew you were in season three, but when I was going back and doing my research, and I was like, six, seven, wait, three? Wait, how was she yeah. in three? It was 11 years ago, and now that they're doing season 15, they're doing all the countdowns on uh, Dance on Fox's uh, Instagram, it's really putting it into perspective how much has happened since I was on the show. It's a generation, honestly, because a lot of these kids who are now on the show and will be meeting a new cast soon uh, for season 15, I think it's it's hard to believe that, you know, they're 18 um, years old, some of them, and you go and you look back and you go, Wow. They weren't even yeah. old enough to watch the show. No, and actually, it gets weird. Most of the time when I'm out teaching and traveling and performing, it's the moms and dads that are like, you were my favorite on the show. Like, the kids were way too young to ever remember me, unless it was, like, an all-star thing. Right. Um, but it's funny with the kids now on the show, I should say dancers, you know, they're adults, I guess, but they're on the show, and they're like, yeah, I was inspired to dance because I saw you on the show. And I'm like, so you were young enough <laughs> to have just started to dance. I mean, it's just kind of wild. It's, it, it's super wild. And yeah. it is, you know, the people that did watch or went back and watched on YouTube, it is the same names. And I will tell you this because I've had enough of these kids here in the studio that it's it's you, it's Allison Holker, it's Travis Wall, Benji Schwimmer. It's the same names that got thrown out to me over and over again. Twitch, of course. A comfort and I love that yeah it is cool and a lot of us are also teaching on convention circuits and so we get to like work with the kids personally and I think that that makes a difference too when it comes to you know who they stay inspired by mm -hmm. um, but yes yeah, it's, it's definitely been a growing experience for me because I look back at it and I'm like wow these kids I probably taught them when they were in the mini room in the mini room and now they're on the show so it's pretty cool it is kind of unbelievable and you know we have reached a point and we, we got to this thing a couple years 
ago, especially when All-Stars were picking contestants and things like that. And people were like, it's not fair. And I'm like, we are now in a generation where everybody knows each other. You guys are all out teaching. They're coming in inspired by shows like So You Think and Dancing with the Stars and even Dance Moms. Whether you love it or hate it, it did influence a, a generation. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. Everybody knows each other. Right. And honestly, even back in our day, everyone kind of already knew each other. And it was hard to not make it look like favoritism sometimes because, you know, Mia, Tice, Wade, we all took from them when we were little kids. And actually the dance role was much smaller because Mm -hmm. it wasn't as exposed to so many people. And so even more so, I felt like we knew each other in an intimate way, you know, like teacher student mentor student you know we grew up Siblings. competing together there, or you Siblings. know i mean you studied with denise wall so you knew travis and yeah, i mean and, and danny, danny and i were growing up together and, and then you've got the schwimmers i mm-hmm. mean people are forgetting all of this that the people were tied together already so yeah totally it, it's hard to get away from it it certainly community. is what was it like training with denise wall because she has put out a lot of talent yeah i mean it was amazing and she has such a way of being um clear and direct about what she expects. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Her students, but also she cares about everyone and she genuinely like loves and nurtures her students. So even when she gets, you know, um, I don't want to say stern because she's always so sweet, but <laughs> she's very, she has an, an expectation and a standard. And as one of her students, you kind of go into it expecting that you have to work hard and you have to meet these standards in order to um, be successful there because she'll meet you halfway. You know, and she took me under. She saw me at conventions when I was really young, and I was such a mess, like really, (laughs) really bad. And I didn't end up going to her studio till I was eleven or twelve. And I was actually inspired to go to her studio because I saw Travis um, dancing at her studio, and I had a huge crush on him. Stop! I love this. Yes, because he did the Dr Pepper commercial (sighs) where he was doing the back handsprings, and then handed the teacher a Dr Pepper. And I saw him sitting in the waiting room, and I thought, Mom, you can leave me here. This, this is my boyfriend. This is my boyfriend, yeah. And so, I mean, I tried really hard for that. It didn't work out for me in the long run, but um, as far as Travis and I's relationship, we did date for a second. Did you really, like, in junior high or well, something? Yes, yes. And But it was just funny because I was, like, you know, his first and last girlfriend, and I really love that. I mean, he's been, like, a little bit of everything to me, like a brother, like yes. a, you know, a boyfriend back when we were super young, so it wasn't the same as, you know, having an adult relationship. But, um... We've kind of gone through all these different fluctuations together. So, I mean, speaking of being really close, we actually knew each other from conventions. Then I went to a studio, and then now we're more, you know, friendship work. Yes, it's totally different. It totally has changed all through the years. What is Denise Wall's secret? Because she is clearly a creating artist. She's not just creating a dancer. She's creating a professional artist. You know what? One of the things I think that makes her so unique in the way she trains dancers is that extra care she gives them. I mean, every dance teacher has a special connection with their students, or Mm -hmm. most that I've um, learned through. Um, But Denise just... She genuinely takes 
what you're going through in your life and helps you to learn how to process that through your art. And I was I had like so many things go on as a as a child in my childhood that were just like up and down and up and down and I think that one of the reasons I was able to kind of break through just being a technician because when I was young I was just a technician like you would feel nothing watching me dance. Um and Denise was like you know you have so much talent but the, we feel nothing. We feel nothing. And the artistry and the emotion is what you use to connect with your audience, not the tricks. So even though she was an amazing technician as far as training us anatomically, she really, really cared about the balance between what the value of technique was and what that value of performance quality and connection was. She knew how to tap into that, which is super important. And, you know, the thing is, sometimes we go, well, how do these kids know? But, you know, we all go through stuff. Sometimes people, you know, go through a family divorce and that's traumatic for the kids and this is a great way for them to sort of you know be very cathartic about it oh, and get yeah. it out and deal with it it's really yeah. wonderful in that way oh I say that all the time like dance was definitely a hundred percent my therapy for so many things growing up so um I'm lucky that I had a teacher that also nurtured that and and in, inspired me to bring it out and not to hold it back because that actually is what I I mean say to my students now is like take what you're going through no matter what you're being asked to do mm-hmm. and turn it into an energy that serves you. Yeah, and it's and it's a great way to do it. Instead of walking through your day like feeling so blue, you can walk through it in the dance studio and get it out and then feel really great the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. I think we forget about that sometimes. Totally. And it's like, the just joy. dance it out, you guys. Do yeah. it. Do it. So when Travis was on season two, did you know like season three, like I'm going to audition, this is going to be my year? I really wanted to audition the same season that he did it because um, we were like, you know, partners leading up to that and he was leaving and I knew I was going to miss him and I was kind of wanting to be around him. And I was like, I didn't know what it was about, you know, but I was just like a couple months um, too young Mm -hmm. to audition. So um, I'm actually glad that I waited because watching him go through that process, it inspired me even more. And I wasn't necessarily even excited about the TV show part, as much as I was excited to go on tour, I always wanted to do like live performances and like they were in these huge audiences and I saw my best friend doing that and I was like, I want to do that. And I think it was one of the first things I ever saw dance related as far as a show goes that really highlighted the dancer as the artist and not as the background to the artist. That's 100%. I mean, you guys are not, you know, standing behind Janet Jackson, which is a great thing. Don't don't mind me. I'd still... Still a great thing. Still I mean, a great thing. I would love to... But at wow. the same time, you yeah. know, this is your big showcase. And I think people forget that the earlier seasons on the tour, you guys were doing, like, stadiums and things like that. Yeah. Auditoriums. Huge they do arenas. it in smaller theaters. Hey, they did it at the, the Dolby Theater this year. It's fantastic. It was sold out. But you guys were doing large, large venues. It, you guys were like rock stars. Yeah, it was It was just like a crazy experience to be a part of something where you go into an arena and it used to be like, an, I mean, a professional like ice hockey rink that they just closed down for our show, you know, in Toronto or whatever. And I remember just like being in front of the largest audiences and thinking I didn't really care what happened during the show, but I was really grateful to have the experience of that tour because it kind of just fired me up and like taught me that I mean, there's a lot of things I'd like to do with my career. I'd, I love to jump around. I'm so interested in so many things. But um, that really, like, fired me up as far as loving the theater aspect and mm-hmm. loving that live, like, interaction with people. Yes. You know? And that's why, I mean, I just adored Shaping Sound. It was one of my favorite 
um, jobs I've ever done because I just got to feel new audiences every night and everyone changes is different. Changes all the time. Yeah. Changes all the time. Uh, can we talk in, in during your um, So You Think experience? I think we'd be totally remiss if we didn't talk about Hummingbird and Flower oh. with Hawk. I mean, one of my favorites. It, it really is. And it's kind of interesting because Wade uh, was such a big part of the early years of So You Think. He came back last year and did a group number, and I keep hoping that. Like, maybe this year they'll have them do, you know, some duets and things like that. I don't know, but it's great to have him back. Yeah, I know. He's always been one of my favorite choreographers and just people in general. I mean, he's amazing. His wife's amazing. I'll never forget how unique the process was to Flower and Hummingbird because Hawk and I were both so different. Mm -hmm. And I think that he, out of, I mean, all the choreographers I've ever worked with, on that show was like the first person I thought that really introduced melding those two styles together just seamlessly. Yeah, it's really incredible. I went back and watched it twice this morning because I was like, it's been a little while since I've pulled it up. You guys recreated it too, didn't you, for the anniversary year? Yeah, we've actually done it so many times since then because they've had us us come in and do it at little like promo um, press things right after the show for like a couple years after that. And then, um, yeah, and then we came back for the anniversary show, so that was really cool, too. That's amazing. Did they ever have you do it at, like, a Dizzy Feet gala or anything? Yeah. They did. Well, we did it for, um, and I think this was part of Dizzy Feet, but it was something in honor of um, Nigel. Oh. And so we we surprised him and came in and did that. So good. Now, when you rework it, like for that anniversary year, did was Wade in the studio with you, or did you guys just remount it yourself? We just kind of redid it ourselves. We it was actually amazing because it had been so long since we had ever even danced together. Since so you think Hawk and I have never danced together again? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen each other, we're friends in passing. You know, we don't hang out as much anymore. Wish miss you, Hawk. I um, saw him in Detroit. I randomly was in Detroit at the, doing a pr- presentation. I was doing a live presentation at the Detroit Auto Show, and he was performing. No way. Yeah, isn't that random? Yeah, so we wound up going weird. around the show together. I know. Yeah. I was like, hey, you're in Detroit. I'm in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, he's, pro- he's probably going to be that person I run into in, like, an airport, you know? Yeah. Um, no, but, you know, through social media and everything, I, I keep up with him. And it was cool because we hadn't really seen each other, hung out on an intimate basis, danced together. And then for that anniversary show, we were like, all right, well, do you just want to – walk through it and see what we remember and so we turn on the music and it literally just comes back in an instant like everything just feels so natural but better because we've both grown as dancers yeah. and artists and so we kind of marked it through twice we remembered everything it felt really great to be back in the space together and then we just did it i remember jeff coming out and being amazing. like it's weird how your body works the muscle memory you really don't think sometimes sometimes i'm like i don't even know how this starts and then I turn the music on, I'm like, oh. I can still do my entire candy cane routine from the Nutcracker <laughs> from Boston Ballet, by the way. So that's, that's impressive. Anyone wants to give me a hoop, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's impressive. And with props, too. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I'll never forget because Jeff came in and he was like, do you feel like you need anything else? And we were both kind of looked at each other like, oh, it just felt like really natural. Yeah, let's not overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but, a, that's really amazing, though, that how it just it really does snap in and that – you know, you can clean it yourself, you can remember it yourself, and mm-hmm. then and then you add to it because you're like, I've got a little more emotional maturity here. I right. can even interpret this even a little bit better than I did. Totally. And I kind of felt like it showed me how timeless Wade's choreography was because it didn't feel like something that 
shouldn't I shouldn't be doing anymore. You know what I mean? Sometimes yes. you look back at performances and they were so epic in that moment, but then they're like, wow, okay, that was really epic in that moment, but it just isn't the same anymore. They don't age well. Yeah, they don't age well. And so doing it again, I was like, wow, this is really timeless because it just feels just as beautiful and fulfilling to do you know, nine years later. I could honestly, and I'm going to say this, this is a big statement, but I'm like, I could see it on stage at like Lincoln Center. Like that's how beautiful that piece is. And again, as you say, it feels timeless. So it has a classic feel to it. And you just think, so, you know, a ballet company could do it. A contemporary company could do it. Yeah. And it would look a little bit different each time, but it would still look gorgeous. It would be so beautiful on point. That fifth position Grand Plié. Wade, we're giving you some ideas here. I know. <laughs> I've been trying to get Wade in the studio for a while, but eventually he'll answer my email. <laughs> I'm like, please. I know he's like, and I'm like, we'll just talk dance. It's good. <laughs> just dance. Oh, God, I love his blogs, though. If you don't read them, you should. Oh, they are. They are deep. They're really good. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're really good. And I just, someone just asked me what my favorite Wade um, piece was duo or group and I was like Rama Lama bang bang I was like come on people yeah. that's so good and if you guys haven't seen it it's out there on YouTube go Season and check two. it out so good mm-hmm. really incredible um, do you ever look back on season three? Because it was a really great cast. I was like looking up the names again. I'm like, oh, Neil Haskell was Mr. Broadway star. <laughs> Still, um, yeah. you know, Pasha and Anya. Lacey was there. Lauren Gottlieb. Saber, of course. Hawk Dietrichs. Danny Tidwell. You. That's. I mean, yeah, that's that just was a some. Awesome cast. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome cast. I mean, what still stands out from season three for you? Oh, gosh. So many things. I mean... I really like, I've, I've always been a huge fan of Danny, not just because we grew up together, but just because I think that he's like a freak of nature. But I'll never forget when he did that solo to We Are the Champions. Mm, do you remember that? I do. And he did the full homenage. And then all those second turns and the pirouettes and then stopped on Releve. And I just kind of, I mean, that for me was like an epic moment. I was very proud of him. I think I was a little biased too. Vic- very, very him. proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just inspired me so much growing up. But I think like pretty much everything he did and honestly, like watching people's journeys, um, being able to be on the inside of it and really see what's happening and in, a, in opposition to what you see on TV, you know, and a lot of it is based from the truth. But then there's certain things that go on, like, for instance, you know, they gave Danny a lot of flack for um, his um ego or what looked like his ego yes but knowing him i was like oh no he's like the softest gent- most gentle like soul and he doesn't have that about him at all but was that the edit or was that his nerves because that can be both well things. you know what and it, a little bit of both but when i'm like you know and everyone had their own journey but i am just using this one as an example and for me too i remember going into the show very confident and then like throughout reading the blogs and doing all the things they told me not to do like going online and reading what everyone Don't had to say do it um I started feeling like really self-conscious. Yes. And I think that that's kind of what happened with him too and with other people that let that that energy get to them where you start to manifest what they're saying about you because you're so nervous and so jaded because you're just in this space. You don't even see the public very often. You don't see your family. You don't see your friends. You're in the studio and you're around these same people. And so once you start to get this idea of yourself in your head that someone else put on you, it just is like this slow, like downward spiral of um, self-reflection. But like some people don't handle it that well. I didn't handle it that well. 
Everyone says, I get so many people in here, they're like, I just wasn't myself. Yeah. I wish I had could go back and experience it because I'd be so confident or just take in the moment and have fun. And, you know, there's certain contestants, I think, that can do that. And I admire that because it's really hard to do. But other people, they just start to almost like shrivel and shrink up because of it. Right. Yeah, totally. And And it's also like now knowing myself better. I'd feel more confident in what I had to say or what my voice was, even as an artist. But on the show, I was still figuring out what my voice was. Mm -hmm. So when they ask me questions or when they want me to interpret myself and I'm still figuring that out, that starts to be a conflict in my ego as well. And like, I think that happens to a lot of people who don't really know themselves yet. And so many people are going on it so young now. Whereas season three, like Danny was a professional. Mm -hmm. Anya and Pasha were professionals. A lot of people had danced professionally on some scale before they were part of the show and even season two. But as the seasons have gone on, they've become younger. The 1819s. Dancers, yeah. And um, I was 18, fresh out of high school when I went on the show. And, like, I don't think I would ever want to do it again as a contestant. But if I were to have done it differently, I would have done it when I was just a little bit older and felt a little bit more in my own skin. That makes sense. Were you able to do, like, prom and high school graduation? Or were you... Oh, I was homeschooled, and all I ever did was... Yeah, I didn't miss any of that. No, (laughs) I I finished high school on the road because I took off high school while I was was homeschooled, and I did everything online. So I took off, like, the last three months to start the show. It was, like, April, May, whatever. And then um, I just kind of put it on hold, and when I went on tour, I finished school on, on the bus so that sounds like fun that was not fun <laughs> i wanted to be doing other things i know everyone else was like yeah and you're like homework <laughs> i was a fast student though i was like Shh, i'm getting Woo! this homework done <laughs> yep. done 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 that's so interesting yeah it, it it is interesting just to see how people do handle it you guys also had more camera time than current contestants current contestants basically have a very short package and then they're just expected to dance you guys had result shows they did all these silly little like you know packages with you guys that's which true. is very fun and we love that but there's more pressure with that yeah, too. yeah yeah totally like, who there. am i oh my gosh i look like a dork on camera and then you get yeah, yeah. you start watching yourself you're like nope uh-huh <laughs> i noticed now through doing all-stars and i know that they have way more responsibilities as contestants than we do as all-stars most of the time but um i noticed that they you know kind of because the packages are short just have like a mission and they just have to say what they need to say and like get out their their storyline or how rehearsal was or whatever and there's not as much like getting to know you time yes and so the getting to know you time was a lot of pressure for a lot of people I know it is and it's like last season they're like Lex you don't have a big enough personality he's, he's more of an introvert but if you talk to him he's actually pretty relaxed and, and goofy. so funny exactly i was like he's really funny <laughs> and he'll just say something and you're like oh my gosh he totally just that was hilarious because it was just he like quick way much but when he does say something it's very valuable it's like and one gold. two three and he yeah. just hit you with it and i'm like oh wow so i think sometimes it does a disservice to someone because people are like oh that's going to be the guy that wins but then he has no personality i'm like he's got a great personality right he lives eats and breathes dance too right. so well and nothing against these people at all but but a lot of the people that have the biggest personalities on TV are also kind of 
they can't be like that all the time in real life or it ends up being just too much energy. You can't live up here. No. So <laughs> it's kind of like something that gets turned on and turned off or some people just don't turn it on. They just they just don't. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm I'm kind of like one of those people that's like I'm just going to do what I do this whether the camera's there or not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and you know it, in reference to Lex if you meet him in person he's the same guy that was on camera. Like there was yeah. Lex was like cool as a cucumber yeah. so he got it. Totally. Love him. <laughs> What was your very first job um, post dancing uh, Dancing with the Stars? So you think you can dance tour? <laughs> oh my gosh, my very first job was High School Musical three. 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 You yeah. did the big feature film. Yes, I did with Kenny Ortega. Yeah, and it was a cool experience because I remember going into audition very shortly after the show. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I watch you on So You Think You Can Dance. I, my wife and I love the flower and hummingbird piece. It was our favorite. <gasps> yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, like, I never. I it was my first audition outside of So You Think, you know, and I hadn't had a reaction like that. So there was like, for me, the first time that I thought, oh, you know what? If nothing else valuable came out of that show, it's clearly opening a lot of doors for me because I had looked up to Kenny for a long time. So it was cool. Fantastic, and a lot of people worked on that. I know I've had Britt Stewart in here. She was Molly on my, Gray. Molly Gray, that's right. Yeah, so many other people. So um, many. Did, Allison did not. Allison do. did. She did. She, she did, did the all first of them. two. First two, and then did not, not do the three. Okay, yeah. I was like trying to keep up with everyone's little. Yeah. A lot of the Utah kids wound up at some point. Um, oh, yeah. Because they filmed there. They did you film three? Uh-huh. Yeah, we filmed three in, in Utah as well. And we actually worked, um, like, there weren't that many of us that came in that weren't Utah locals. Because they tried to keep it Utah locals mm-hmm. for the most part. And they tried to keep it younger, too. Yeah. The casting. So they brought a few people in that were, like, a little too old for high school, but we pretended. <laughs> and then uh, they used a lot of actual, like, high school great dancers like from Utah because there's so many good studios in Salt Lake. It's like what they're drinking in the water they just breed dance. It's amazing. Yeah. And I, now that I've done enough of these shows under my belt I joke all the time but I'm like my dancers are all from Utah or Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Florida is uh, getting up there because mm-hmm. I'm telling you all of the like Dance Town and yeah. uh, there's stars a couple of stars and, of course. Yeah. They're starting to really make their way here in Los Angeles especially with World <laughs> of Dance so I'm like holy cow. I'm the, like those are the three states Move there if, if you want your kids to. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird how it comes. It becomes very geographical. Like you can see just patterns of people coming out. Very concentrated. It's super yeah. interesting. Um, what about um, High School Musical? Did that inspire you to like? Oh, I want to do feature film. I want to do TV. Or were you just like, I just want to work? You know what? That's the hard part. It's actually the blessing and the curse about me. I think because. I was trained in everything, and I Mm -hmm. really like everything. Like, I love jazz. I love musical theater. I mean, every style of dance I really enjoy. So I do want to experience everything. Right. (laughs) And, um, And then at the same time... I feel like sometimes that like doesn't narrow my path down enough for me to really like zone in on something if I'm like setting a goal. So I've been trying to find the balance in it. But um, yeah, I think so. I think so. You think actually opened that up for me that I really loved the TV film world, mm-hmm. and I did not plan on going that direction at all. You're going to do not, concert dance. That's kind of what everyone expected of me I would say and I I try hard with my students now not to put expectations on them as far as what kind of dancer they should be mm-hmm. but just as I the kind of movement I like to do as a kid and my my training everyone would say you belong in New York you should be doing concert dancing and I was like okay and then I went and I looked at Pace and I looked at Fordham and Juilliard and I was planning on going to school mm-hmm. and 
becoming a concert dancer or you know something that was just what people were kind of like suggesting i went to nyu for dance so i went to yeah Tish. and i mean i great programs and i remember looking at everything and just being like i i watched one class and i looked at denise she's the one who took me school shopping i looked at her and i said i think i'd be really unfulfilled here it's it's a much different experience and i you know a lot of i've talked to people both for college and against college and now with so many opportunities i'm like if you feel like this is what you want to pursue just go and do it at this point um but i do think that there's certain programs that are finally like really wrapping their brain around it and i always keep talking about usc kaufman school here because they're getting the idea that tv film and dance and you can still train for concert dance like all wrapped up in one really great bfa program and you're already out here too so yeah and you know what i actually i'm i'm a huge advocate for school i think i'm mostly an advocate for following your instinct and not doing what other people expect you to do because at the end of the day i was like you know what i didn't really love any of those things and then i um I ended up going to a convention one day where Ty Stiorio saw me and hired mm-hmm. me for a commercial. It was for McDonald's. And I that took me to New York to film. And then the next day were the So You Think You Can Dance auditions. In New York City? In New York City. And so I just went there just on a whim. I didn't like go expecting to audition for So You Think. I was just there and thought I didn't really have another plan. And I just decided not to go to college because I just... People were like, well, what else are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's for me. Not the right fit right now. Yeah. And so then I, um, yeah, and th- then like the next day, I didn't even go to the first calls. I went to the call back, just hoping that they would see me. Danny and I went together. Oh, and Danny you're actually. You're like, we know Travis. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I know Travis. That's his brother. That's his brother. Here's his mom. We're all here. The whole fam's here. Yeah, we're all here. That's what I would do. I'd be like, I'm pulling out my Travis car. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think especially, like, I've just never, like, ever done that, you know, for anything. But. Danny was being sweet even because he wasn't even planning on auditioning. He was being sweet because I wanted to get up at 4 a.m. and I was staying with him. And he was like, well, I'll go and like, wait with you. And then like maybe I'll audition. I don't know. But I'll just I'll we'll go see with it. you. Yeah, see yeah. what happens. And so we ended up waiting in line and we waited there from like 4 in the morning until 11 at night. And then Jeff let us do our solos, the last two solos of the day. And, um, yeah, it was worth it, I guess, waiting there. But that was kind of like my path was totally not at all what I planned for it to be in the least. So so you think was the first time that I was like behind camera in a huge way. And I was like, oh, I really hadn't ever considered this before. And I really like it, you know. And by the way, now I'm on the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Crazy when you think about it. Yeah. I always it's it's I it's very impressive to me when people make it on the very first time they try because there's always the contestants that come back four times and they finally get on. But making it that very first time, because sometimes you can get in your head and you're like, I just want to be on the show. But sometimes just having that like, ah, you know, I'll just audition, see what happens. You're freer. Mm -hmm. You don't have the weight of like, I really, my dream is to be on So You Think. Yeah, and I think in those early seasons, there wasn't as much of that pressure anyway. Like season one, it was, you know, brand new and it was kind of like workshopping it. Yep. Season two was amazing and I was definitely inspired by it. But season three, I mean, it was still very fresh concept. So it wasn't like I had been thinking about it for years and I really and had my heart attached to it. But once I was in the door and going through the process, I was like quickly falling in love with that process. So yeah, you're like, this is going to be kind of yeah. cool. And maybe the non-attachment, I mean, the older I get, the more I realize that that non-attachment is so important. It's super important. Yeah. Um, you were there for the foundation, basically, or the beginning of Shaping Sound, yeah. which 
all the right moves. I mean, I I sit there and I'm like, why is this whole series on Twitter? Like, I wish it would be on Hulu or like we could just watch it all the way through because I think now it'd even be more relevant because of where everyone is at this point. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I wish I could go back and watch it too. I have DVDs somewhere, but you need to sometimes dig them out. I, I, I know I do. And then I'll like, I can't upload them. That's legal, I'm sure. No, but, but have a viewing party. I'll send them to you. Can I yeah. Over? <laughs> yeah. I'll bring snacks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and some, some parts of it is such a blur for me, too, because I was going through that injury at the time. And mm-hmm. so looking back, I'm like, I would love to watch it again as well because I was in such a different headspace, you know? Um, but that was the beginning of Shaping Sound, and it was, I mean, it evolved so much since All the Right Moves. I hope that anyone who watched All the Right Moves also got to see us on tour because it's like, it over the years you can just see the transformation of all the dancers and how we grew together and how the company grew and everyone matured and everything else like that i first saw you guys right before the launch of your first national tour that's where i first met you i don't even know if you know that at um el portal up the street yeah and you had just done dancing with the stars with derek huff yeah yes yeah we were about to leave for our first shaping sound tour and derek went through my agents. I had never met him or worked with him ever he, before. He just picked you out like that? Like, he said he mm-hmm. saw some videos of me on YouTube because we had mutual friends, and I was like, <laughs> okay, great. I mean, that's amazing, but that's so random. I didn't know that. That's how it, it was random for me, too, Kristen. <laughs> Wait, so your agent calls. Um, so Derek Huff is interested in doing a piece with you on um, Dancing with the Stars for Macy Stars of Dance. Did you go, Wait, are you sure you got the right number? Like, I that's did. how I, it- I was like, oh, how does he know of me? And she was like, oh, she, he just said he saw, like, videos of you, and you guys are mutual friends, and it's going to be a duet, so it'll just be you two, and it's contemporary, so he really wants someone that's strong in that genre and to help him out, and I was like, I am in. So I just had, I mean, Travis is so, so supportive of us doing other stuff, too, so he was, like, letting me leave tour rehearsals early to go rehearse with Derek at night, so it was, like, crazy long days, but very happy that I made it happen, because that ended up being an epic performance. One of being an Emmy-winning performance. Well, and here's the other thing, too. I think that everyone is sort of forgetting is that um, this was also something that had never been done before on live television, Um, and uh, that whole shifting box... How bruised were you by the end of oh, the man. performance? Because I imagine oh. the rehearsal process, because you had to rehearse in a studio and then it's built and then you rehearse in that. Yes. It's a well, process. They brought it to us in a huge warehouse. That's where we rehearsed. We rehearsed Ooh. in a huge warehouse. They brought the the moving room in. It was the same moving box from Bye Bye Bye, the NSYNC uh, music video. So Is I that, was. So the box had a history. Yes, the box had its own like stardom. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> and I was honestly just. I mean, freaking out. Like, I was really like fangirling over just the box when they told me it was Instinct's box. I was like, I was like, this is music history and now dance history. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just in a random warehouse. There were a couple guys with remote controls and we just had them turn it on slow and we just tumbled around in it and found cool things we could do. And it was just literally a process of two gerbils in a hamster wheel. Like finding fun and exciting aesthetics through that box. And it was a timing thing too, because we had to work the timing and the speed with cues with our tech guys 
so that they could turn it at the same time that we were doing certain movements so that if we were sliding, you know, it didn't go too fast, but at the end it would catch up. And it was cool, um, but as far as the bruising, that was a process, yeah, because there was one moment where I was supposed to be sliding down, speaking of the timing with the guys, and we were still in workshop phase. We didn't really know what we needed exactly, but um, I was supposed to slide down and catch myself on you know, it was like a desk that was like turned over on its side mm-hmm. as the the room was moving. And I was supposed to catch my feet on the, the legs of the desk. Well, I had a lot of momentum. Didn't catch my feet on the legs of the desk. Slammed my... Mm-hmm. Lady parts. Mm-hmm. Lady parts. That bone. Yes. The, yeah. the pubic bone. That's a pubic bone. That's, that's legit. That's the pubic bone. <laughs> there it is. And and I've never felt my pubic bone in that state oh. before in my life. Like, I it, I felt like I heard a crack, but I wasn't quite sure. I just stopped and I, like, thought I'm never having babies. And I was just so shocked at that moment. I can imagine. I mean, sorry, guys, but I can imagine that it's pretty close to what it feels like to be kicked in the balls. Yes. Like, it hurts oh my so bad. I think gymnasts probably experience it when they're um, if they miss a trick on the balance beam because that does happen. <laughs> and it's true; it happens all the time. Totally, that must be the same. Yes, because I, I do follow gymnastics quite closely, oh, and yeah. I'm like, that happens to them. Oh gosh, yeah, I know so that's smart. That was the worst bruise in my life. Oh yeah, my gosh, I have a scar on my leg from it too because my shin just kind of like sh- it's an Emmy winning scar. And actually, I love scars because I have so many scars and so many stories behind my scars. They're awesome. You do. How many um, ACL injuries have you had? Um, three ACL injuries before surgeries total, and mm. I've had like four other ligaments replaced, all because of my ACL surgeries. So like I I tore it three times, but because I kept dancing on it, I did damage to other ligaments that also had to be replaced. I've done everything. Well, your last injury came about. Was it you were during you were an all star, right? And yeah. it happened at that last finale performance, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, absolutely, it did. And the thing about it was that it wasn't um, a moment in time when I snapped my ACL, which is how most people experience ACL tears. It was just like one big pop. But with that, it was like a good five or six months of degenerative wear on my joint. So basically my screws from my first two surgeries, my body started to reject those. So over time it just started getting weaker and weaker. And it was like, it was like a little week, you know, in June, July. And I thought, Oh, this feels different, but I kind of know by now what it feels like to have an ACL tear. And I was like, but it's not that. I'm not sure. And then it got a little weaker and a little weaker. Well, that last week at finale was just so intense. And we had group pieces. We had duets. um, And I remember thinking, this is getting really weird because I can't activate my glute. Like, I could sit there and just think about activating my glute and nothing would happen. Oh, that's freaky. It was very freaky. and But still, I could feel, like, an endpoint on my ACL and everything. Um, and then it was, like, the last two times we filmed that group piece, which, thankfully, we had already done all the live stuff before then. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I never had to do this before, but I had to go up to Jeff and be like, hey, um... If we have to do this any more than two times, like, I don't know if I can handle it. Wow. And I've never be- been to that space before. But I've also been injured two other times before that. And I was like, if I'm not able to activate any of my muscles and my knee feels like a, um, I don't know how to explain it. Spaghetti like, you, or. Yeah, totally. Like a broken noodle. Yeah. Like where there's just like a creak in the stick. And as soon as you put weight on it, it's just going to like that, fall out. Yeah, it's that. Oh. 
band. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, and so it was, like, that sensation, and I knew, I was like, if I don't stop, I'm gonna tear my ACL and everything else. And see, the problem with dancers, all of us, um, at any point or another, is that we have a high threshold for pain, we push our bodies to the limit, Um, Mm -hmm. as you get a little bit older, you get better about this saying, I need to stop, but when you're younger, you push through, and you push your body to limits that probably any doctor would be like, what are you doing? Well, and I think the important thing and what I've been learning through my whole process, because I just kind of stopped and I was like, all right, well, this has happened to me three times. My last recovery was a year and a half. And I just knew that I had to do something different for my body. Whatever I did the first two times didn't really work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just started like really educating myself. I got certified in injury prevention and I started studying kinesiology and shadowing all my doctors and my physical therapists. I just wanted to learn. And like now teaching kids, that's one of my biggest things is like I'm not asking you to not want to do those movements or to not do them eventually. But there's actual training and conditioning that keeps your body safe through that movement. And that's the one thing I loved about my doctor. There's so many doctors out there that don't understand the dancer's body. Mm -hmm. And so in order to be safe, they'll be like, well, you just shouldn't be doing that. They don't realize, you know, that, well, we're not going to listen. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? you can tell me that, but listen. we're going to go yeah, totally. to dance class right after this appointment. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Head, nod, head, nod, head, and leave. Um, and so my, my surgeon and my physical therapist both had the mindset of, like, you know, you can do pretty much whatever you want with your body mm-hmm. if you are conditioning properly and you are treating your body kindly. So I just started doing the work, and a lot of people were like, I can't believe you even are ever dancing again after like four knee surgeries. But for me, I just I knew in my gut again, in my intuition, like I couldn't see myself not doing it. I just knew that I needed to do it again. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm on the other side of it, I feel stronger and more educated than I ever have. And I just really feel like my injury ended up being an awesome blessing and having a lot of purpose to it Mm -hmm. because now there's things I watch my kids all the time, even kids that aren't my, my students I'm watching and I'm like, you're beautiful and you're talented, but you're going to have a surgery before you're 18 if you keep doing what you're doing. I've been talking about this a lot. Um, First of all, you know, all of the extensions are beyond 180, and so we're stretching these kids to the limit. I know, I mean, I studied Boston Ballet. They were constantly cranking our turnout and and cranking out in a way that was not healthy by any means. Um, I know you just think about it, and you're like, (laughs) Um, but also, you know, the other thing, they're dancing even more than I think I was as a kid, um, and the overuse and the burnout also on the mental aspect of it. There's a lot of things that I'm just trying to keep my eye on, because I'm like, I wonder what's can happen to some of these kids. Absolutely. And it's um it's kind of hard because the pendulum for me it just kind of swings, you know. So dance for a long time didn't get the the light and appreciation and respect that it gets now, but in that respect now the pendulum swinging this way there's so many people mm-hmm. Um, maybe opening up studios but don't have the anatomical knowledge to keep their dancers safe. And it's not that, you know, they're trying to hurt their dancers, but a lot of people just, the education's trickling down from the top. So if we're doing very simple movement back in your day or my day, that's okay for our bodies at that point. The training that we were doing was okay. But now we're doing movement that re- resembles more like rhythmic gymnastics a lot of times. Contortion. Yep. Um, and our training's not any different. Our training's not evolving with the movement. So yeah. it's kind of like it's it's 
it's just in retrospect looking at like how can we implement more things that are going to keep the body safe because yep. dance isn't ever going to stop, you know. And we're pushing and, the limits on it, too. It, oh, my God. We're doing yeah. it in gymnastics. It, we're doing it in dance. It evolves just so fast. And medicine evolves quickly, too. But if you notice, like, our training, we don't really have um, a standard of training Mm-mm. as dancers. Even in ballet, there's no standard of safe training like you said it's all cranking it out it's all for the aesthetic that's right and it depends on where you know where you've trained and whether they're you know they're following like an rad syllabus or whether they're you know following what balancing did and it's like you, you follow something what balancing did your body's gonna have a little bit of trouble later on it just it just is you know yeah and like you said not having seasons to rest because yeah, dancers have always not had seasons, but they also didn't have as many opportunities and as high-impact opportunities as we have now. So it's, if you're going to be doing something like the Dance Awards or like a, a huge nationals, you know, any sort of convention, at the end of the weekend, you need rest, of, rest and active rest and therapy That's of right. sorts. It's an ama- It really is amazing to think about this. And I, I'm sure some studios, um, if they have the money, and that's the thing. It's like if you've got an area where a studio has deep pockets and the parents have deep pockets. But, you know, the average studio isn't going to be able to hire, you know, whether it's a physical therapist or a massage therapist or even a Pilates teacher. Like just some of these basics that will even help with conditioning. Yeah. Um, well, and that's where I've really gotten super passionate is like where are the gaps that we need to fill in order to keep the body safe without telling people that they have to train change their whole training regimen. Right. Because that's never going to happen, you know. Right. And make it affordable too. That's yeah. the other thing because totally. we're already doing privates and then we're traveling and I mean, it's expensive. Well, and there's so many affordable options for active rest and um, care for your body, but it's just like I don't think that the options are as easily accessible to people as we need them to be. Yes. Like I work with, you know, Sugarfoot Therapy is the company I was um uh, certified for injury prevention through and their stuff is all cross training for dancers it's and it's all online and it's all stuff you can take with you on the road so like and it's super inexpensive very affordable and then I work with another company called T-Spheres and they're like um, therapy balls with essential oils that are infused and that I use them great. right after I use them on the plane I use them after class but like stuff like that are just small little changes even just knowing when is proper time to stretch you know because you want to get those over splits, but you, it's not safe to stretch like that before you do cardiovascular movement. So it's not safe before you dance. It's only safe after you've done a cardiovascular movement. And everyone's so, just jumping on the floor, like cranking it out right away. And actually thinking that that's their warm up. I know. And that's not the warm up. You need a warm up to dance, and then you're welcome to, you know, find those long hold stretches. But just that's simple stuff that doesn't even cost anything. It's just a matter of education. I love that. People should, you should be in every studio, like, running around, like, educating everyone. It's a good idea. It's a really good idea, honestly. (laughs) Everyone who brings me in, I'm always, like, throwing little things here and there. Because, and even professional um, dancers that I work with on projects from day to day are like, what are you doing? I've never seen anyone do that before. You know, the way I'm using my my therapy balls or the exercises I'm doing. And um, it's just stuff that I've learned through my PT and everything that I'm like, really? This is something that you everyone can benefit from. And if you want to dance as long as possible, because it's not this, it used to be back in the day, like, oh, you're 26. You got to stop dancing and start thinking just about teaching. That's not it. You can dance well into your 40s and 50s and you can still take class and you can do whatever. I mean, just keep your body you know, well-oiled, keep it healthy. Yeah. My new motto has been like, 
don't don't train for now, but train for the future. Super smart. I love that. You know, and there's going to the things that you want to do, you can do with longevity if you have a good foundation. I really, really believe that. I agree. And I, I agree. think that patience is a virtue, kids. I'm not good at patience. I'm not either. But when so, it comes to my body, I had to learn a little bit. You were good. You were good. Um, speaking of patience, it's been a while since we've seen you on That So You Think stage. And um, without spoiling anything, we are going to see you as an all-star in these upcoming Academy episodes. Yes. So yes. exciting. Um, so we all, everyone learned the twist if you watch the preview for next week. So uh, what you thought was top 20... Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, no, Academy's not over. So, yeah, they brought us in for um, to do all-star performances with the contestants uh, during Academy Week, which is brand new. And you dance, we won't say who, but you dance with two contestants. Yep, I dance with two contestants. Um, one's contemporary, one's jazz. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of everything. And that is outside their style, so don't try and guess, because it's outside yes. that contestant's style. <laughs> Very specifically so. They made yes. sure that everyone got a different style. But that's really smart, because that's going to happen every week on the live shows and everything else. Yeah, and back in my day, they tried to make sure everyone got a different style than their own almost every week. It's only been in the recent years that they get to do so many things that they're so comfortable with, which is a blessing for all the dancers but like this takes them out of their comfort zone right away which I remember thinking was a lot of pressure but also like fully prepared you for the show I, I think it's real I think it's a really smart idea I know not everyone loves uh, the fact that there was a twist and it's you know getting whittled down but however I was like guys you have to put your producer hat and think about this we haven't had a top 20 since season 12. When they cut budgets, just this is the producer hat talking. <laughs> um, you don't get those former budgets back, unfortunately. We don't have result shows anymore, so those don't come back. You know, that this is what happens. So I knew that this is one of the reasons I figured out the twist because I'm like, Fox is not going to, I keep spitting tonight. I'm like, Fox is not going to start throwing a budget for 20 people. So I'm like, how are they doing this? And I was like, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. I mean, I, I expect a twist every year. You know, I, I don't think that there hasn't been. I don't, I don't think there's been a season that we haven't had a twist. There's always something. Yeah, there's always something thrown yeah. in there. So and this so is, this is the one for the now. Lit. I know, but this is so good. And you do not know if you will be an all star for live shows yet. That has not been. Uh, t- no one's yes, been told yes, like you're going to be on the August whatever show or anything mm-hmm, else like that. No, we don't find out about that until much closer to live shows. Yes. Yeah, because it always changes with who is on the show every week as mm-hmm. well. So. We'll definitely find out more. I know they've been working really hard. The contestants have been in rehearsals for a while now. so That is great. That is so exciting because it's just going to be such a great season. I met the cast. You know the cast. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a really strong season. I, and we're coming off of a strong season from 14. So yeah, the expectations are very high. But this group I thought was really good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely – it kind of reminded me a little bit more of – I don't know, back back in the newer days, like when the show was kind of new and we had such a good variety of dancers in the top 10, top 20. I would agree with that, actually. When I looked, I, I have this list. It's like uh, my cat chewed the corners of it because I've, I've had it for a couple <laughs> months at this point because they gave us like a list in their photos and just a couple tidbits about each of the contestants. And I'm like, this is a really nice mix, actually. Yeah. And it's, it's been a little while since I felt like it's been a, a broader mix versus like... Here's your, you know, five of this style and ten of this style. And here's two of the other styles. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that there's a little bit more maturity maybe, too, from these contestants. Not everyone. There's a good, like, range, but there's a few of them there that give me that kind of, like, 
old soul vibe, which I really love. I dig that. Yeah. I so dig that. Uh, we only have four minutes left. Oh I was like, God, I know. I, I knew so I knew this was going to happen, Jamie. And I was sitting there thinking, she's going to have to come on back. Uh, you know I will. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. I was just so excited you were here today. Um, goals for you. Like, where do you see, like, 10 years out? Are you um, going to continue maybe on this path of, like, training dancers, training dancers more wisely? Or are you... Going into choreography? Um, You know what? For me, I still feel like I have a lot of performance to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I really like loved, I've loved my career up till now, but I also feel like I haven't explored a lot of the choreographers that I've wanted to work with. Yes. And different avenues. Who do you want to work with that you haven't yet? Oh, gosh. I just started working more um, frequently with Mandy Moore, and she was like one of my big, um, like, choreographers that I've always loved and admired since I was really little. So that I've started to do already and I Dance put that is out hard. Like, Did you see her quote last night? Um, Did you see the show last night? No. No, okay. I didn't. She has this one quote when she's doing the big jazz number and she's like, Dance is hard, everyone. <laughs> and it was so great. And I put it out and like Fox retweeted it's like a meme now and I was like, Oh, I can see it. Dance is hard, everyone. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, like, per- that's actually yeah, that's actually a great meme. She's so good. Like everyone that works with her is just really well, and I just, I'm really big on like who I surround myself with energetically. And when I see her working with other people, even just like directing on, on Dancing with the Stars uh, set and everything, I just love how she treats people and how like sweet mm. and inspired. She actually reminds me of Denise. She'll be stern, but in the most nurturing way. And so you like want to work harder for her. Yes. Um, so she's one. And then Andy Blinkenbluer, I really love <gasps> him. I'd love to work with him more often if opportunities arise. I know. Um, but it's cool because he has been tapping into a couple more like he just choreographed a movie and I got to be a part of that oh and, fantastic can you say the um, name of the movie it's called Backseat okay great and it will be releasing I think in December of this year Ooh, great that's good to know he yeah. also did the Dirty Dancing the one they did on ABC yeah. so I interviewed him for that and uh of course, he did American Bandstand on Broad, or is it Bandstand? Was it called Bandstand on Broad? Yeah. Mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. he's, but he's really good. He's mm-hmm. And he's directing more and choreographing, so he's kind of making that next leap, which is yeah. a big deal. Yeah, totally. So there's just been people that have always been on my my spectrum from afar, and I would just kind of like to tap into that. But I don't plan on stopping my teaching or anything, because I definitely plan on pioneering through like this injury prevention and um, education. I think that's so important and I've been really fired up about it ever since my injury so I I, I just stay really passionate and fulfilled doing that too I, I do think it's really needed it's really been something that I've been like keeping my eye on too because I'm like I'm c- covering all these young dancers and I'm like oh geez I hope this is okay Oof, I can't possibly like know the knowledge that I have after my injuries yeah. and not feel like the urge to do something <laughs> <laughs> This is good. We need people like helping the next generation, you know, come through as healthy as possible. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming here. I was so excited. Uh, Tell everyone where they can find you online. Um, You can find me at uh, at Jamie Goodwin, J-A-I-M-I-E-G-O-O-D-W-I-N on Instagram and on Twitter at Jamie underscore Goodwin. Two eyes. Don't forget the two eyes, everyone. (laughs) I know. I'm a Y at the end. I have your same problem. (laughs) Don't you worry. Oh, parents. (laughs) You guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Next week, I know a lot of you have been anticipating this show, but it's Sean Liu and Casey Rice. They're still competing on World of Dance, of course, but they are taking the internet by storm, honestly. So I know everyone's been like, we can't wait. The countdown begins. They will be here next week. And of course, for all of your dance news, be sure to check out dancenetwork.tv. Thank you so much for Popcorn Talk for hosting us. We'll see you all next week. 
Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.